You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Good morning, Joe. How are you going today? I am well, thank you, Richard. How has Andy's soccer season been going? This is a question I ask you often. How is it, how is it on the weekend? Yes, well, it's uh, it's all happening. We had a difficult start at the uh, two weeks ago with an eight-one loss, uh, and then bounced back on Saturday with a five-nil win. So um, that was encouraging. Although the fact I'm giving you the scores uh, detracts from the real purpose of our team, which is to <laughs> uh, did I tell you the three values before? Maybe no. I haven't. No, you haven't. Uh, the three values that I've been drumming into the the kids, you know, using my pastor repetition sort of strategies is yeah. uh, we're on a team we're a team where it's about respect so respecting each other and the opposition and the coach and the ref uh we're about effort so we want everyone running hard nice. and fun we're having fun that's why we're doing it so oh, um, that sounds yeah. good i've continually got to downplay the results and keep coming back to those values are we meeting those values <laughs> <laughs> so I like it. Did you decide the values or did you do a collaborative value development process with your no, nothing. I just decided the values. Yeah, <laughs> it was totally top down. Um, but, oh, that uh, sounds fun. Yeah. And, uh, it's, uh, it's good that winning is not a goal because I don't really have any skills as a soccer coach apart from a vague awareness and enjoyment of the game and uh, <laughs> some experience in corralling kids. So, uh, yeah, it's been going well. Uh, yeah, so coaching's been fun, and um, yeah, we got rained out this week, but hopefully um, we'll get on the you know training ground and kick a ball around and run up and down and get exhausted. And if I can think of a few games to play, that helps. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I reckon it? with coaching? It's all about yeah. the witches' hats. You stick some witches' hats out, and suddenly there's a drill happening. Yeah, yeah, we've got a lot <laughs> of those witches' hats, cones, um, little hat. Uh, yeah, all sorts of little things. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, we certainly got – I'm going to have one game next week, I think, where I'm going to set a cone up and put a little fun bar chocolate on the top of it and uh, oh. the kids will have to dribble along and shoot towards this cone. And if they knock it over, they get the fun bar chocolate. So oh. I I think that's going to be a hit, but it could get out of control. That's all I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're going to have to make it really hard if they keep getting the chocolate every time. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We'll just step it back a few metres. But uh, no, I don't think that's a real danger with these kids. <laughs> Oh, that sounds fun. What's been going on in your world, Joe? Well, I want to tell everyone in the Newcastle Council area something fun that they can do um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I just discovered randomly one day. Um, I've been living in the same place for about seven years, and Mm -hmm. over those seven years, my next-door neighbours have grown this tree on their front drive area that I absolutely love. So, it's on the the landing strip or whatever that grass is called that the, the council nature strip. owns. Nature strips, thank you. Not the anyway, landing strip. That's, I, don't, uh, I, I have landing strip in my head, but nature strip makes sense. <laughs> uh, anyway, this tree has been growing and I admire it regularly. And I got to a point where I thought, you know what, I need to find out what that tree is because one day I'm going to plant one in a house on mm. some land. Mm. Uh, like uh, somewhere I own, I'm going to plant that, that tree. Yeah. So I Googled tree Newcastle Council to see if they had some kind of list of trees that they regularly plant if Mm. if they had planted it. Mm. And I discovered something that I think anyone who has a little bit of a sense of humour could do. There's actually this page called the Newcastle Tree Map. Wow. And you can find out what kind of tree is exactly in certain parts. You You can find your tree on the map. 
So really? I discovered, yeah, I discovered that my tree is called a mop head rubinia, which mm-hmm. I now can appreciate because I know its name. I can appreciate it with even more depth. But the funniest thing is <laughs> you click on your tree that is your, say, my neighbor's tree. Yeah. And down the bottom, there's this link that says, email this tree. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so I have dabbled with creating a poem, an ode perhaps, to writing to this tree. That's so, hilarious. So far, I've got, I admire your leaves and your lean because it leans slightly. It's mm-hmm. not like fully straight. And I really, <laughs> I just think it adds a little something to it. Beautiful. Yeah, anyway, that's a good start to the poem. Yeah, thank you. So if you have a tree in the Newcastle Council area, you can email your tree. Now, I'm sure it's about managing the tree. It's probably not about the tree itself, but why not just send some encouragement to your tree that yeah. you like? <laughs> oh, totally. Have you? So have you emailed the tree yet? I haven't. I've been, I mean, I'm, I'm suffering from stage fright in that <laughs> I now have excitement about what I could email my tree, but it's not actually my tree either, but I just don't know what to do. So I'm waiting. This is a fascinating story. I'm looking forward to hearing how this goes. And if the tree replies, uh, what do you, can you see the tree's email address? No, it's just a link. So uh, I figure I'll click yeah. the link, send an email one day and see what happens. <laughs> wow. Well, that is a story full of interesting things. So there's a tree map. Yep. Uh, which is that 2D or is it, can you sort of get photos, Google photo kind of things on it? Oh, I've just tried to find out what kind of tree it is. So yeah. no, I don't believe it. Oh, I'm not sure. You'll have to go and find out for yourself. Tree map, and you can email the tree. And that's a mophead rubinia. Is that right? Yes, yes. It's beautiful. Oh wow! Well, I will look forward to that. I'm just outside that area, so I don't know if I can do that, but I can try that in my council area as well. The tree. Well, maybe if you're just admiring a tree in the Newcastle council area one day, you can think, "I'm going to find out what that is," and just go find out. (laughs) What a great (laughs) idea! Thank you for the tree email story. No problem. Uh, but, uh, Joe, what have you been reading in the Bible lately? <laughs> I've been reading uh, Luke 10, and mm. I really enjoyed something I read this morning that I thought um, you might enjoy too, and other yeah. people who have been uh, listening along, reading along, learning along with the 1 Corinthians series at church, mm-hmm. at Hunter Bible Church. So in Luke 10, verse 21, it says, At that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. Um, and it's just this little moment of seeing Jesus' joy um, in the Father and through sharing that through the Spirit um, about God's design for sending out um, people to hear the gospel. Mm. But what I loved about it was how much it linked to what we've been doing in 1 Corinthians, which is um, in 1 Corinthians 20 to verse 31, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 to 31, there's this real picture of God doing something in the world that is so wise but looks so foolish and he's choosing to do all this so that um, He, we can boast in him, the Lord, and there's just such a parallel in these two ideas that Jesus is celebrating God's design, his his way in Luke 10. Yeah. And then you see it as well echoed in 1 Corinthians 1. Anyway, what do you yeah, think? That just fits so well. Um, mm. 
Yeah, that uh, he's hidden from the the wise and revealed to little children, mm. um, which yeah, a lot of the world children's ninety one Corinthians. It's the same. Oh, yeah, could be, but it's this, definitely the same idea of the foolish. And mm. um, I I I listen to this these words and think it's just so true that if you could, if you wanted to learn about God, you would be better off going to the kid in the kindy uh, kids church class at mm. church. Mm. who would tell you the truth rather than the professor of philosophy at mm. the university. Mm. Absolutely. Like, that's and, where you'd learn learn yeah. the truth about God. And you hear it you hear it when you spend any amount of time in kids ministry and this is sometimes I just love doing your holiday kids programs because you can yeah. hear um, these little ones who absolutely love Jesus yeah. and they can see that Jesus is their savior or God is their their king and they love God um and it just wells up out of them they can't help mm. it um and talk about it and you sing songs and they sing with you and there's that joy in their hearts and um yeah i just i just think as well i liked the end of that verse in verse 21 where it says yes father for this is what you are pleased to do mm. and that that language of being pleased is also in um 1 Corinthians and so um, it's this idea of God being pleased to make this um, in verse 21 in 1 Corinthians 1. God was pleased that he used this foolish message to save. Yeah, and, that's um, another link. Great. Yeah, God's des- design, it pleases him. And I really, yeah, sometimes I think I just have to submit to that being God's way and, and thinking, oh, God's pleased with this. I hmm. should be pleased with this. Yeah, God is pleased with a kids ministry in mm. a classroom of yeah young kids declaring the truth about god and loving god mm. and mm. loving jesus in those ways and that's his absolutely um deliberate design mm. and it's so much stronger than any kind of human strength that we look for in signs or wisdom or other things yeah and a reason mm. to praise god mm. yeah so i really enjoyed that and i i loved that little insight into jesus praising the father yeah. Um, so, hmm. wow. No, thanks for sharing that, Joe. That was brilliant. Mm. Yeah, I mm. love seeing those links in the Bible that you just mm. come across as you mm. read through. Mm. It's awesome. Yeah. And um, you've been reading something for pastors. Uh, yes. I, I think I've shared this before, but I often like to sort of read something written for pastors or leaders uh, mm. just as that sort of gentle encouragement. Um, and I've come read a great book in the last month called uh, The Pastor's Justification by mm. Jared Wilson. Now, Jared Wilson's been a pastor for many years. I think he's now working at uh, something, a Midwestern seminary in the USA, uh, but he wrote this book to encourage pastors. And um, pretty simple stru- structure, like the first part is kind of a slow reflection on 1 Peter 5. Mm. Uh, you know that passage about um, to the elders among you. I, as a fellow elder, I uh, encourage you. And he makes a few points there in 1 Peter. And so he just expands on that in a few chapters. And the second part, he kind of goes through the five solas of the Reformation. Uh, solos, that's the Latin, I think, for alone, but that's the kind of Bible alone, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, to the glory of God alone and how you kind of apply that in ministry. Mm. Um, and uh, just a really, um, yeah, gentle and helpful encouragement for me in ministry. Um, I thought uh, I thought I'd share a couple of helpful things or interesting things I've found in it. Um, 
he uh, early on he just warns about the two directions pastors can go kind of emotionally about some of the struggles of ministry. Mm-hmm. One way is to go to throw a pity party <laughs> and for how <laughs> hard life is and have little rants on the internet and all that sort of thing and to fall deep into self-pity. And the other one is to but the other is to head into narcissism and arrogance and and, and dominance and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And he, he shared, sadly, that apparently when he worked at a Christian bookshop, the worst customers were pastors. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, yeah, there, there was pastors who were used to sort of getting their own way. So um, he's saying, no, let's not go down those two ends of the spectrum. Let's, let's uh, you know, act maturely as uh, we think about ministry and pastoring and hardship and stuff. Mm. Um and then uh, a quote, I'll just, uh, yeah, a quote he shared that made a really good point how um, we, in this book he's trying to help us with ourselves. Like he says, um, what 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 matters, what's really important is that we watch our own lives and godliness. Mm. And uh, he says, this is the quote, he says, um, the primary problem in pastoral ministry, brother pastor, is not them, it's you. You are the <laughs> biggest problem. <laughs> and... Uh, then a bit, he backs this up a bit further on. He, he shares an anecdote from um, evangel- some evangelist called D.L. Moody. He's quite famous, I think, mm. uh, who said um, he had more trouble with D.L. Moody than with any other person he met. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, so I thought, oh, well, that's really good. That's actually very helpful um, mm. that, uh, yeah, the focusing on, on, on others when really this is really important in pastoral ministry to focus on yourself and your my own character, my own patience, my own, yeah, my own uh, humility, um, my own godliness, my own, yeah, time in the Bible, that sort of mm, thing. Mm. So, um, yeah, lots of other great things in that book, but, um, yeah, those were some of them. I'm interested as well because I think as you were describing the swinging, you're either a, someone who has a pity party or you're someone who falls into narcissism and arrogance, and I think I – could swing between two, <laughs> the two. Um, and the indicators. So, for instance, as you're talking, I was thinking this morning, I was thinking, I'm so busy, you know, I hope I hope people are generous with me because I work so hard. And then I thought about <laughs> that thought and I thought, that is such a wrong thought, Joe. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think perhaps I was tempted to the pity party this morning. But as mm. you, um, yeah, I think the it sounds like the structure of the book would push me to think more about, well, God's written his word, he's sent his son, he's told us mm. about that in his word. We are we focus on grace, we focus on preaching that in um, yeah. faith is how we receive that grace and and um that it's all about God, glory. Yeah. That if we're focusing on those things rather than falling into pity and thinking, oh, I hope people understand how hard I'm working because I feel like this is <laughs> going to be a failure, but I don't want anyone to think it's going to be a failure and all these kinds of really negative thinking instead going, okay, reorient, think about Jesus, think about God's design, stop thinking about your own emotions and get on with living for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's mm, right. That's a so, challenge. Yeah, yeah. So I'd be happily recommend it for anyone's list, you know, who's uh, no, nothing urgent, but, yeah, it's a good one too for would encouragement. It, would it oh, only suit people who are in paid ministry, like vocational ministry, or is it f- good for people who are growth group leaders and um, yeah. I, it's, it's, sort of, it's written for people in paid ministry, but I reckon um, people in other, you know, unpaid ministry would get heaps from it. Yeah, I mean, cool. it's pretty much all the same sort of takeaway kind of things. Mm. Um, and probably would give a good insight into 
you know, the life of pastors a bit if you if that's uh, of interest to people. Yeah. I could skill someone up for being able to say, oh, actually, no, I do think I need to talk to my pastor about mm. something I'm seeing in their life and their conduct and inviting them to grow a bit or, you know, just trying to understand why they they seem to be not being godly in this area. How do I have this conversation with them? It sounds like that would be a helpful thing to try and yeah think about. How do I grow myself and what is this? Yeah. Anyway, well, um, Richard, I asked last week for people to interact with us via email and the floodgates opened. And by floodgates, <laughs> I mean we got three emails. But <laughs> it was very encouraging. It was controversial. So despite my love for royal galas, I haven't won other people over to it. And other people, <laughs> no. Ruth is solidly a Granny Smith girl. Yes. And um, I don't understand it, but I, I'm sharing your, your sharing, Ruth, because I love that you emailed me about it. Yeah, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for filling us in on that, Ruth. <laughs> Someone else said that they loved um, listening while at, at home and just um, I guess in they – they feel like they they just hearing a little bit of someone else's life as well as some some encouraging Bible talk. And I thought, mm. yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what we're aiming for. Just some to encourage other people to grow as we have some Bible talk and yeah. God talk. So, so so encouraging to hear. That's great. Yeah. But anyway, if you would like to email us, you can email us at homegrownfaith at huntabiblechurch.org. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. And it's been great chatting about, uh, well, thanks for listening to my soccer coaching stories, <laughs> hearing about uh, the tree email, and um, yeah, some great time in Luke 10 and a, and a helpful book. So um, yeah, it's been great chatting with you, Joe. Yep. And we'll talk next week. See you then. Bye. 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 